All right, we want to uh, greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we look forward to sharing with you the things that the Lord have laid on my heart to share. And what we do, um, what we do week after week is we draw a line, a straight line, like a graph. And the Lord brings some points out to us to help us to know whether or not we are living according to his standard along the lines of that graph. Everybody understand? So if you can, if you can picture a graph, just picture a straight line. And the things that we preach is above that graph. And if you find yourself below that, what is preached, then it means that you're not meeting up to God's standard. It doesn't mean that the situation is impossible. You know, you could take it however you want to take it. It just means that you need to step up to God's standard. And God does not, God is not going to lower his standard uh, to appease flesh or to make people uh, feel comfortable. Uh, God has a standard. Everybody understand? And I believe that God's word is meant to provoke a change in us, not to provoke us to anger or to uh, discourage us, but it's meant to provoke a change in us. And those of us who have pure hearts towards God and want to spend an eternity with him, um, you will receive that word as a standard and want to live by it and not use it as an excuse to not live by it. Everybody understand? So that's God's will. Let us not uh, take these things lightly and let us not um, let us not let these things fall uh, from us. Let's, be, let's make sure that when the Lord is speaking that we really give heed because our soul's are on the line. I don't know about you all, but there are times when um, I pass by graveyards. My wife and I, we were in this little small town just yesterday. We passed by a graveyard and it was full. And it looked like it was a small town and it looked like it was more people in the graveyard than it was in the whole town. But that's the way it is. And I don't know, I've always thought, you see, I don't know how old you were when you went to your first funeral, but I was pretty little. That's one of the main things I remember about my childhood. I come from a, from a very, very big family. And when you come from a big family, you, you bury people often. And so right from the jump, I, I, I understood we're not going to live forever on this, in this earth. You know, we buried my brother when I was four, and we buried my daddy a year and a half later when I was six, uh, two immediate family members. 
So I understood from the jump, we're, we're not here forever, not in this life. And I, I think about that when I pass by graveyards, we have one uh, really that we own right across the street there. And uh, I think about that, you know, every graveyard I pass by, I think about those people were alive at one time. And they have grave markers. We see the name Davis and, you know, Jackson and, you know, those names. We see those names, you know, in, in big letters, in bold letters on those headstones. As a reminder, these people were alive at one time the same way you are. Whatever life they live, they can't live it anymore on this side. Everybody understand? So it's time out for playing. You're going to meet God one day, and you need to ask yourself right now, not, not tomorrow, but right now, am I ready to meet him? What's going to be my, what, what is my, what am I going to have to show for my life when I meet him? And you have to keep in mind, now, he's somebody you can't, uh, you can't fool, you can't uh, get around him. He knows all your thoughts, all your, the envy, jealousy, malice, bitterness. He knows about all of that. Everybody understand? He, he don't care about how you were putting on. Everybody see? He sees your naked. He sees how you really are. And so that's something that we have to think about. Them graveyards is there for a reason. It's a reminder to us that we're going to go meet God one day. And we may not all live to be old or what the world calls old. And we, so we have to live like at any second the Lord can come for us. Everybody understand? Yeah, we have to live like that all the time. But I believe that God's word is meant to provoke a change in us when we hear it. We ought to love God so much that we, we, we want to hear God's word. That it don't, it's not discouraging to us when we hear something that we're coming up short in. It's, it's encouraging, like, well, thank you, Lord, that you allowed me to live to hear what I'm coming up short in, and I can do better. Now, we have to understand that it's not about our, just about our life and our soul, but about the souls of others when it comes to us. We're either influencing people in one direction or the other, but make no mistake about it, you're influencing people. Everybody understand? You parents, you think about what parent, what kind of parent you are. Forget about how you make provision for them and how you got money saved up for them for college. Forget about how they, they got big bellies because you stuff them full of food. What kind of parent are you spiritually? Everybody understand? Amen. Being a parent is more than about natural needs being met. It's about more than that. Your, soul, your child's soul is at stake behind you playing. Everybody understand? Amen. You'll raise some children that can't stand you because they, 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 know what, they know what they're hearing week after week, but they also know what you're living at home week after week. Everybody understand? Yeah. You're going to get, I'm talking to you parents, you're going to give an account for how you live in front of your children. You're, going, you're either doing one or two things. You're either bringing them closer to God or you're uh, uh, taking them further away from him. 
I, I shared this and I'm gonna share it again. And you know me personally, I share things to, uh, hoping that it would help you. Uh, it doesn't too much bother me about who is embarrassing or you know anything like that. But I have to share these things to, to hope that they will help you. I remember some years ago when I was talking to Brother Junior. Uh, after my daddy died, we stopped going to his church. And my mother, uh, when she moved to the hometown, my hometown, it wasn't her hometown, but the town where I was raised, when she moved there in 1969, she moved there for the purpose of going to his church. So she went there for about 12 years or so. And when I, so um, after my dad died, she left. I didn't think too much about that. You know, I missed being on his preaching and missed, you know, uh, seeing that anointing on him. And I, you know, his, he, he lived in, in, in our neighborhood. We lived in the same neighborhood. And so uh, me and his daughter, we rode the same bus. And so every morning, you know, it seemed like I would be looking for him. And he'd be out there on his porch either doing something with his vehicle. But I, I missed him. But years later, when he and I were talking, and he was telling me about the vision that he had about a young man that the Lord would raise up and give wisdom and all of that. You've heard me explain all of that. He will say... He said, I, I saw it in you when you were a little boy. In other words, he said, I saw that you were, I saw that you were this little boy that the Lord had showed me about. He said, but when you got older, and listen clearly, your mama took you away. Now, he wasn't saying that to say your mama took you away. He was saying that to say, I, 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 I was no longer over you and I didn't see you. So I don't know what you were doing after the fact. But so it, it dawned on me what took place. When you got older, your mama took you away. Took me where? Everybody understand? Now you have to ask yourself. Now we left naturally so. But you know you could be sitting still there and your mama take you away. Everybody understand? Your mama's showing you something else in the house. Your mama's showing you, your daddy's showing you at home, they don't believe what they're hearing here. You'll lead children away from God. Everybody understand? You'll have to give an account. Not only that, you'll suffer. You'll see you, you, whatever you raise, you have to eat it. Yeah, whatever, whatever seed you plant in the ground, you have to eat that. Everybody understand? You can bet on it. You, you, you're going to reap what you sow. And your children. Everybody see? That's why when we hit that home pretty hard there, you know, the devil's already coming after your children. Don't, don't, you, don't you play the role. Don't you contribute and help the devil out. He, he's coming for him. You ain't got to help him out. He don't need your help. Now, he don't mind using you if you volunteer your services. Everybody understand? You know, we, we hit this home. 
How many of you have ever been burned by a fire? And, and I'm, well, let me say this, and was in it for a minute. That's what I thought. Yeah, oh, you might got a little ball on your hand or something. You touched it for a, a second or two. How many of you decided to stay there? Well, quit deciding to stay in hell. That's a real fire. Everybody understand? We just saw the news uh, uh, the other day about a volcano that had erupted in a vacation spot. Now, just in case you don't know, that's what hell is. Volcano, how many of you know what hell is? It's in the center of this earth, just like what the Bible says. How many of you know volcanoes is God's reminder? Hey, it's hot down there. When it talks about a lake of fire, what do you think it's talking about? Lava. You know lava is hotter than any fire you'll ever see on top of this earth. And you think about being in that and not being able to die. At least here, you, you, you can hope for death. Everybody understand? If people get hopeless, they can go find a building to jump out, out of or go find a gun to put in their mouth. Not there. Not there. There's absolutely no hope outside of God. None. Not even hope for death. Not, you can't even wish and hope to end it over there. Everybody understand? Could you imagine being that, that you're talking about hopeless, where you can't even commit suicide in hell? You, 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 everybody understand? <laughs> there is no hope in an eternity away from God. None. Not even for death. Now, I'm saying it that way because I hope that we get serious about our walk with the Lord. Everybody understand? Let's, let's live like we got a God to answer to. All right, let's go to the 21st chapter of the book of Matthew. The 21st chapter of the book of Matthew. Now, let me say this. The only people that get bothered by this type of preaching are the people that, that's not lining up in God's word. It don't scare me. I don't, I don't have to, you know, I don't tremble in my shoes when I preach it. Everybody understand? Uh, it don't scare me at all. I know I'm not going there. I'm not scared to talk about hell or the lake of fire, nothing like that. Everybody understand? Uh, it don't bother me at all. It bothers me to know that it's people that's playing that's on their way there. It bothers me to know that there are people all around the world following false prophets that's telling them it's okay to sin and there are no consequences. That's what bothers me. Everybody see? But no, it don't. I don't tremble. I ain't got nothing to be scared of. Everybody understand? I'm living for God for real. To me, if it wasn't that way, I wouldn't be here. Everybody understand? Yeah, now, we, unfortunately, you know, my wife and I, we've talked about it, even concerning our children. I have a best friend that I've had since the first grade. 
I got a picture right now I can show you of both of us in the first grade. We still best friends. That was in 1980 when we were in the first grade and we took that picture. Most of you weren't even here yet. Everybody understand? I'm from a generation where people had lifetime friends. When you had a friend, you were committed. Not from this, I don't know what in the world this generation doing, where you just, I don't know, I ain't got no friends. Just whoever I feel like using at the time, that's my friend. That's this generation. No best friends, no nothing. If, if, if you don't do for me, I'm not, and we ain't friends. It's a generation of just people just using each other. No real solid friends, no nothing. In other words, a lack of commitment. That's what makes this generation so more promiscuous than the previous generation. Promis even women promiscuous. They dog it just like men are. I can go sleep around. I ain't worried about nothing. Everybody understand? It, uh, it always amazes me that young women uh, done lost their mind so much, uh, they, they, they don't mind sleeping with men but don't want to submit to one. There's something wrong with that. When you think about the natural action of what has to take place when you're having sex, but you so much of a man, you can't submit to one? How do you even feel comfortable being a woman? <laughs> That's the generation we're living in. I'll lust and I'll have sex, but I ain't gonna submit. We're living in a generation where women wear protection. Where there was a time when they wanted children. But because of the lack of commitment, we have to make room for the mistakes that come. We live in a generation now where parents will give their children birth control instead of telling them, you on your own, I'm telling you to abstain, to wait until marriage. But we'll give their children birth control and make room for it. Birth control don't stop the judgment of God. Everybody understand? I think about when I was in high school, seeing those teenage mothers. Those teenagers, when they, they little stomachs get to poking out. Know what you've been doing. Know what you've been doing. Oh, it didn't work, did it? And you put all, on all the plastic in the world, it still won't work. Won't stop you from getting diseases. Everybody understand? No, I don't care how you try to portray an act stuck up. Know what you've been doing. Everybody understand? And after that, you got all the men gunning for you because they know you go there now. And now you got to work past that reputation. Everybody understand? Now you got to work past it. And it, designed, it gets you bitter. 
Because when a man knows that you're, you're a little teenage girl and they know you're already going there, that, that's all you got coming for you. You ain't got husbands coming for you. And what happens when you get tired of swatting these lustful men away? You get bitter. You get angry. But get angry at yourself because you, you, you let that down. Everybody understand? Uh, you entered, that, that, all they're doing is coming up on the lust that they see there. Everybody understand? The Bible says the deep calleth to the deep. You think about what you've attracted your life. Uh, that's what you were calling for. Everybody see? So that's the generation we live in. No commitment. We ain't, you ain't got to commit. People don't even know how to be committed to their own birth sex, how, or how they were born. Yeah, I know what I see every night I take a shower, but that ain't it. I don't believe at all God knew what he was doing. I don't care what kind of genitalia I got, I'm telling you how I feel. Everybody understand? You know we live in a bad, uh, a bad world when folks don't believe what they see. They don't even have that kind of commitment. Mad at God because he, he, he made you a certain way. And then, and then the crazy part is, now they got laws to try to make us all crazy. Believe it. Believe it. I, I, yeah, you see some breasts up front. But that's not a female. Everybody understand? Yeah, they want us all crazy. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I believe in commitment. Amen. Everybody understand? I believe in remaining that way. It ain't how I feel day after day. That's the world we live in. You know, you know we share where we're going. We share where we're going. I think my wife was showing me a news article the other day about now it's got white people wanting to be black. Well, that's you know, that's okay. I'm all for it. If you, you, you know, you invite one devil in, invite them all in. Everybody understand? If people can look at their genitalia and, and say it's the opposite of what they see there, why not let people be who they want to be as far as color is concerned? You know that's less definite? Does everybody understand? Your genitalia is definite. But I got some cousins who could pass for white. You wouldn't be able to tell who they were. Everybody understand? So let's just let all the crazy demons in. What is it? A lack of commitment. No, just, no, just, no, I'm not committed to nothing. Just however you feel. You know, that's the Satanist motto, do what thou wilt. Do whatever you want to do. Whatever feels good, do it. You see? But no, I, I refuse to go along with crazy. Everybody understand? It, I'm telling you, it bothers my mind. It bothers me when I see that. It bothers me when I see young girls trying to be boys. When I see... Males trying to be females. 
It's, it's clear to me. You might be crazy, but I'm not. I know what you are. I, I'm not going to ever accept crazy. Back in my day, they sent them to the psychiatrist. You have a mental disorder. That's the best way they can put it. What they really have is a spirit. But yeah, they, nobody accepted that as crazy. You have a mental disorder. The police found him, you know, pulled over a man that was riding around in a dress. You, we, we don't take you to jail. We take you to the insane asylum. Let them diagnose you. But now it's got people getting fired from their jobs because they refuse to be crazy and go along with it. No, I'm not calling you Jane. Your, your name is John. No, little boy, you can't go in the bathroom with the little girls. Everybody understand? Oh, we don't, we're not gonna go along with crazy. But in this world, it's, it, it, it stems from the lack of commitment. Everybody understand? And I don't, I, you know, you call it what you want to call it. This ain't hate speech. Like what the devil's trying to brand it. It ain't hate speech. I care about people's soul, and I know you're not going to go to heaven confused. No, you're not going there with that crazy devil that got you thinking you're a boy when you're born a girl. Whatever you were born, that's what you are. Everybody understand? And I don't make room for that. That's foolishness. That, that ain't nothing but foolishness. God knows what he created. And he ain't going to let nothing perverted come in his presence. Everybody understand? I, I, I believe in definite. I was, in, I was in the hospital when my children were born. I was in those, in those rooms when they were born. So I know what was born to me. I'm not going to let one of them come prop their legs up under my table with, with somebody of the same sex. Amen. Playing boyfriend and girl, that ain't going to happen. Amen. If you ever want you, me out of your life, just come to me with that. Everybody understand? I ain't got to ever see you again. I, but I will not go along with you. I ain't, that ain't going to never be okay with me. Well, we live in a world now where parents that, that had some sense, they done lost it. Everybody understand? And that junk start when they little. You, you can see it. Your little girls need to be playing with baby dolls. I said with baby dolls, not Barbies. Amen. That's different. Barbie's not a baby. They, she need to be playing with something that's going to nurture her. That, 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 that's going to make her nurturing. Amen. Little boys need to be outside getting dirty. The little sisters need to be prissy. They don't need to, they don't need to like dirt. Everybody understand? Yeah, they ought not to be able to want to stand dirt. They ought not to even want to sweat. <laughs> I 
I'm telling you, when I was growing up and them adults, they saw a little boy pick up a baby doll, everybody was charging for him. Everybody understand? They were running that devil out of there real quick. <laughs> Same thing with little girls playing with trucks and cars. No, that's not you, little girl. We got your little playhouse in there, a little tea set. Go play with that. Everybody understand? Yeah. We need to, you know, when the, while the world is losing its mind, we need to keep ours. <laughs> Everybody understand? I don't, I don't care if you got ten daughters and no sons. Don't make them, don't turn them into your sons. My little girls couldn't help me fix the car. Everybody understand? No, I wasn't out there playing ball with them. I wasn't playing, here, catch. No. Go make daddy some tea with that tea set I bought you. Yeah, I sit down and have some tea with you. <laughs> Everybody understand? You're going to be a little girl. No, we know. I don't believe in that term, tomboy. I, I ain't never believed in that. Everybody understand? I don't believe in Jane girl either. Everybody understand? No, that's, that ain't never been cute. Oh, I'm, I was just, I was a tomboy. Did you repent? <laughs> Everybody understand? I'm telling you, there's a difference. Our body says so. A woman will never be stronger than a man. That's because it's not, that's the way God designed her. So we need to have some sense. <laughs> Let's keep our little girls, little girls, and our boys, boys. Everybody understand? And let them know that there is a difference. Yeah, little girls ought not to be driving construction trucks out there, you know, on the construction crew somewhere. Everybody understand? No, that ain't cute. I, I ought to be able to tell what you are when I walk up to you. Everybody understand? I don't even like ladies wearing hats. That you got your, your hair is your covering. Everybody understand? Unless it's a dress hat, you don't need a ball cap on. Where you where are you playing ball at? Now, and I'm telling you, little children don't know any better. That, but the parents are supposed to. We're the ones that's supposed to raise them. We live in a crazy world when the, when the parents are saying, "Well, just let them be who they are." No, I'm going to direct them. All children start off when they first start using the bathroom. They all start, start off sitting down to pee. But the parents, they teach the little boy, you stand up. Everybody understand? You stand up. And that's what we're supposed to do. Everybody understand? Yeah, we're supposed to know a difference. We're the ones supposed to have sense. Let's, let's guide them in that.
If they don't, everybody understand. They, little children, they might not know any better, but we're supposed to know better. Little girls need to be playing with baby dolls and things like that. Don't you get, you get rid of that feminine spirit. Well, there is no difference. There is a difference. Everybody understand? There is a difference. A man will never be able to naturally have a baby. Amen. Never. Everybody understand? I know. I don't care what the doctors are doing to them after the fact. I'm, when they're born, they're not able to do that. Everybody understand? So we, we need to have some sense. I, I ain't going to ever go along with that. Everybody understand? And, and, that ain't, that ain't, and that's going to always be preached against. I will never accept crazy. Never. There's that's that's, that's something wrong with that. My prayer is that we will receive that wisdom. Everybody understand? Yeah, let's receive that wisdom. Let's keep our children on the side that God made them on. You want your child to be, your little girl to be a homemaker, teach her how to clean. Teach her how to do those things so she don't despise it when she get older. That will just be a part of her. You don't start off letting them get dirty and play with their little brothers and then try to and then wonder when they become teenagers why they're not interested in trying to fix themselves up. Everybody understand? We don't the parents is the ones that raise the tomboys. They don't they're not born that way. You know, they're not born that way. All right, so let's read now the twenty first chapter of the book of Matthew. Start reading at verse 28. It says, But what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered, he answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. And went not. Whether of them twain, in other words, which of the two did the will of his father. They say unto him, the first. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John the Baptist came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterward that ye might believe him. Now, I wanted to read this whole story together and then we'll, we'll uh, before I, I went back to break down what the Lord is saying here. Look at this, look what this says here. This man had two sons. This man had a vineyard that needed to be worked. 
He went to the first son and said, go into the vineyard and work today. And that son answered and said, I will not. That is the person that comes to church. They hear the gospel preach and they decide, no, this is not for me. And they leave and they stay gone. But then it dawns on them after the world unwhipped on them or uh, whatever happens afterwards, you know what? That is the better way. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start living this gospel. That's the first son. The second son, he's told to do the same thing. Get saved. Okay, sir. But then he don't live it. Everybody understand? Still going to church. Listen, and still expecting to get paid as if he was working in that vineyard. So you got two sons. One right off the bat knows, I don't feel like working today. And I'm not going to pretend. No, I'm not going. Everybody see that? The first one was committed. He had commitment. He understood this life that I'm living now, it does not match up to what they're trying to call me to, so I will continue to live my life until I am ready to be fully committed over here. This one, this first one, was fully committed in whatever he was in, bad or good. He understood I can't live a life of sin and live for God at the same time. So I'll just stay with sin. That's the one God, the, the Lord says he's the one that did the will of his father. Everybody understand? You notice it don't say half of it. When he came to Christ, he did his will. No, he was doing the will of his father. How so? Because like what the word says in the book of Revelation, I would that you were hot or cold. If you're going to be a sinner, be a big sinner. So that you have some sense and know that there's a difference between the holy and profane. In other words, God would rather that you be fully committed on one side or the other. Now, you're not going to heaven being committed to sin. But at least you know where you're going. It's not going to be a surprise to you when you stand before him on judgment day and he says, depart from me. No, you're not going to cuss him out on the way. You know. But that's the individual that God can help. The one that is fully committed to his cause, that knows I can't live on both sides at the same time. Everybody understand? But that second son, well, look at what he said. He said, I go, sir. That word, sir, is in there for a reason. He was acting like he had respect, but he didn't. I go, sir, but he went not. And in these scriptures, what the Lord was pointing out to me was there is the beginning of the hypocrite. 
that one who pretends to enjoy that word. Just like what God told Ezekiel, they will come before you as my people. They love hearing your voice, but they won't do what you say. Everybody understand? Now, that's what we're going to be talking about today, hypocrites. Now, please understand me when I say this. That's not a word that I use lightly. In fact, it's a word that I can't stand. And one reason why I don't like it is because it's always applied to preachers who have fallen. Oh, you're a hypocrite. And what it boils down to is people use that word as an excuse for them to go to hell too. That's why I, I don't, that's, hypocrite is not even in my vocabulary. That's not something that I, I call people. Everybody understand? Because I don't, I don't take it lightly. Because in this world and in the day and age we live in, in people's minds, hypocrites can't repent. It's like when you've been branded a hypocrite, that's just you for the rest of your life. That's why I don't like it. But God used it, and so we have to say it. And first thing we have to do is define what a hypocrite is, what it looks like. That's what we're going to do today, to determine whether or not we are hypocrites. And when God uses the word hypocrite, it's not to sentence people to hell. But listen, for us to know where we are, we first have to know who we are and then where we need to go. Everybody understand? And so let's get that out of our minds that hypocrites applies to preachers. That, that, that's all. It's just preachers. Brother Junior was telling me some years ago, he was talking to a man about living for the Lord. And the man was sitting there drinking then. And he told Brother Junior, I'm not going to be no hypocrite. And that was his cop out. You know, in other words, I want to keep doing what I want to do. So I don't want to pretend. And Brother Junior, of course, he come back and said and told him, what's the difference? Y'all all, you both going to hell anyway. You need to change for you, not the hypocrite. Everybody understand? Yeah, you, you going to hell. If you, if you don't hear what I'm telling you, you going to hell. You going to the same hell the hypocrites are going to. So what's the difference? Yeah, the hypocrite can say, well, I don't want to be no drunkard. Everybody understand? You're both in the same boat. <laughs> so this first one. Bible says that he would, he said, I will not. Not, sir, I will not. We don't even have that kind of relationship. I will not. And the Bible says, but afterward, he repented and went. Now, I want you to notice something. This Bible said that he repented and went. It doesn't say that he went to his daddy and said, I'm going. I'm going to go now. He didn't broadcast it. He told his daddy, I will not. But at some point, his daddy looked up in, in the field and saw him out there working. I'm going to just do it. That was his repentance. Not him talking. 
I'ma just do it. I ain't, it ain't gotta be a big show. It ain't gotta be printed in the newspaper. I'ma just do it. You'll see me out here in the field working. Everybody understand? But this last one, the second son, daddy came to him and told him the same thing. And he said, I go, sir. But the Bible says that he went not. In other words, what was he doing? He was pretending. That is not going to be looking out here in the field. I'm going to tell him I'm going to go. And I'm going to, but I'm not going to do the work. But I'm going to expect the same payment that everybody else is out here getting for them working. And that is the life of the hypocrite. I'm saved, but I'm not going to act like it. But I expect to go to heaven. Everybody understand? And then we can look at the, on the other side of it, what the hypocrite would do. If they say I'm not going, and then they decide to go, they're going to sound the trumpet. See, I'm, I'm out here working, Daddy. I'm, I'm okay now, right? Still a hypocrite. Everybody understand? Your work proves who you are. Everybody understand? The, our Lord Jesus Christ said, by their fruit you shall know them. Everybody understand? By their fruit, not, what they, not their mouth, not their lips, not their tongue, by their fruit. Everybody understand? So you see, this is the beginning of the hypocrite. The, the, the first one, he was committed to whatever he was, whatever he wanted to do, he was fully, fully committed to that. The first one. No, I'm not going. Okay, I'm going. I, I, I'll go. The second one wasn't committed to anything. Just, in other words, he was a chameleon. Whatever was just handy at the time. Okay, you want me to go? I'll go. I'll go work in your field. And then somebody, then the devil come to them later and say, hey, you want to go to the club? Yeah, I'll go. I, I, can, go to, I can go to the club and the church at the same time. Everybody understand? I can do all of that at the same time. I can answer back and still live for God. I can argue with my husband, still live for God. I can mistreat my wife, still live for God. Everybody understand? Now, when God preaches this message, this kind of message is to get people to repent. But if you're too proud to repent, then just go on back out in the world so you'll know what condition you're in. You know why? Because the hypocrite is, after he's lived that life for so long, he get deceived. It's hard to tell a hypocrite they're not saved. Everybody understand? Yeah, that's a hard one. You know, it's, it's easy to preach to people when they're coming out of the club drunk. They know they're drunk. You can tell them, you need to get saved. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I need, I need to get saved. Not folks sitting in church. Getting over a hangover. It is amazing to me the confession that some people think they're making. 
they tend to believe that they're fooling people. They think because they, you know, it, it is, it, that's, a, that's the, the amazing thing to me. Trust me when I tell you, when you confess things, it's not my first time hearing it or seeing it. I'm, I don't need to uh, run down nothing. Everybody understand? Oh, it ain't that I don't know. But if you want to play along and go on to hell, I'll play right along with you. Everybody understand? I'll play right along with you. That's your soul. You hearing the word. But if you want to pretend, okay. Just know I'm not fooled. Everybody understand? That is the demise of the hypocrite. That pride got them thinking that they fooling people. They, they, in fact, let me, let's, let's go ahead, let's read the definition of it. See, I like reading definitions. Because we think of hypocrite, it's just all in the air. That's just a bad person, they ain't, ain't living what they preaching. But let's, 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 let's read the definition of a hypocrite. It is a person who pretends to have virtues, moral or religious beliefs, principles, etc., that he or she does not actually possess. Everybody see that? It is a person who pretends. Hey, give me some tissue. Everybody see that? Now, look at what that says. To have virtues, morals, or religious beliefs, principles, etc. So being a hypocrite in the world is not just about religion. Does everybody understand? It just simply is a person that pretends. So you have some friends that, well, let me explain what, what, what that means. Just in everyday life so you can know whether or not this was you, even when you were out in the world. You have some friends that invite you to go to a bar But you don't drink, and you don't, you don't even have a desire to be around people drinking. But you go, just because they're your friends and you don't want them to think bad about you. That makes you a hypocrite, because you're not living true to yourself. Everybody understand? People pleasers, people who care about what other people think about them, you're prime for that life of hypocrisy. Because you will go along just, to, just so people won't talk about you. Everybody understand? You'll try to fit in, in other words. But know that you don't belong. Everybody understand? That is, that's, that's the hypocrite. 
So we're, we're removing the religion out of it. A hypocrite is somebody that pretends. Everybody understand? So I'm trying to get you to see the, the nature of that hypocrite. Everybody understand? Somebody that just tries to go along. That's not God's will. So as a person who pretends to have virtues, morals, religious beliefs, principles, etc., that he or she does not actually possess, everybody understand? It is not in you. Especially a person whose actions belie, in other words, contradicts their stated beliefs. Does everybody understand that? So as a person who pretends, a person whose actions don't line up with what they supposedly believe. So a hypocrite, this first one was not a hypocrite. He didn't want to go out in the field and he didn't, and he didn't pretend to want to go. No, I'm not going. He repented and then he went. The second one was the hypocrite. I'll go, sir, but you're not going to see me out there working. I'm not going to have the works to back it up. This Bible says faith without works is what? Everybody see. So then Jesus comes back and says, Verily I say unto you, verse 31, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. You know who he's talking to? He's talking to the chief priests and the elders, people that were born and raised to do religious duties. In their minds, they didn't know anything about sin, except they were sinners. They were raised to do the service of God. But they weren't doing it. Everybody understand? And so the Lord told them, the publicans and harlots go into the kingdom before you, why? Because at least they knew they were publicans and harlots. Nobody has to convince them that they were sinners. Nobody. They know what condition they were in. But the hypocrite loses sight of who they are because they've pretended for so long. I think about, well, let's, let's, let's go down. Let's read the, the, the biblical version, the Greek version of what a hypocrite is. It comes from the Greek word hypocritus. Hypocritus. And it, the first definition is a stage actor. In other words, one who pretends to be what they're not. In other words, a hypocrite is a person appearing to live for God but have no fruit of repentance. In other words, there's no evidence of repentance. Everybody understand? What was the evidence of the first one's repentance? He went out, he went out in the field and worked. That's how he repented. He didn't stand up and announce in church, I repent. I'm going to just go out here and work. You, you'll see. Everybody understand? I think about what actors and actresses do when they win a role. <laughs> 
you know they have to go audition. Everybody understand? And y'all do know that, right? They have to go and audition. And depending on who can play the role the best, that's who get the role. Don't care how popular you are, how much money you've made in Hollywood, whatever the case is, or how, what your name is. You have to be able to play this part right. And so you know what they do before they go and, and try out for the role and audition for the role? They get into character. They get a copy of that script, what they're supposed to read, and they get into character. Um, the girl that played in the movie Akila the Bee, is that what that, the Akila? The girl that played that part. She said, I saw an interview she did one time. Of course, you know, she was, the, it was all about a spelling bee. That was the gist of the movie, her winning a championship in the spelling bee. And she said that when she went in to audition for the role, that she thought in herself, what would I do if I was trying to learn how to spell words? I would do it in rhythm. So she said, so when she was auditioning and she was spelling this long word that she didn't know naturally, she began to jump up like she was jumping rope and do her fingers like this as a way to remember each letter of that long word. That's what got her to part. She was acting like somebody who, what, what you would act like, learning words in rhythm. And they saw that and she got the part. Now here's the funny thing about actors. Some of them find out the demonic side of it. That they, these people when they audition and they get the role, they wear the costume and the makeup or whatever it is, they become that part. That is what acting is. And people that are really into it, they become what they're acting. If they have to project their voice a certain way or change their tone or whatever it is, they talk like that all the time. They become that. Let me just say this. I remember when I was out in the world, I listened to Tupac. How many of you know who that was? Do you know that he was not who he was when he first started as when he was killed? Tupac started off as a dancer for the group Digital Underground. He was what they called a roadie. He was a dancer, and he would pack their luggage on and off the bus and on to the, you know, the audio equipment onto the stage, and he danced. Don't sound like a thug, does he? Yeah, thugs don't dance. He didn't become who we, most of you knew him to be until he played the role in Juice. He started thinking that he was that man. 
Now in the movies, people shoot bullets all the time. Yeah, you hear the pops all the time. And that's a movie. You just acting. But in real life, bullets kill. Everybody understand? So when you talk about hypocrites, you, you know, and we can go on and on, the, the fellow that played the Joker, he got locked into that character to where he couldn't go to sleep. He walked around for months in that character of the Joker. Was named Heath Ledger. And, well, you know, that, that character, that's demonic to begin with, the Joker. So he had, you, literally what he had to do was invite some devils and keep them there so he could play that part well. The only problem was the devil don't let, like you to sleep. So he started having to take pills to try to go to sleep, and that's how he died. He died being locked in that character. And that is the tale of the hypocrite. They die being locked in character. They forget who they really are. He, Heath Ledger forgot that he was Heath Ledger. He forgot that. Everybody understand? Yeah, the real Heath Ledger didn't suffer from insomnia. He, he, he went to sleep. But he became a hypocrite. In other words, an actor. He got locked in there. And that was the cause. That was, that's what brought his death, his demise. That is the role of a hypocrite. I'm a play but I'm gonna forget who I am and then I'm gonna suffer because I've forgotten who I really am. Everybody understand? So does everybody see the deception? It's a catch-22 deception. In the church and around church people, I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna be this. But at home, I'm gonna be this. And I'm playing it so good that I got people on both sides fooled. But God said, I, I would rather that you were hot or cold. Everybody understand? Let's go to the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew. Now, I'm, I'm not preaching this to condemn anybody. Everybody understand? Just to lay it out, what a hypocrite is, and if that's the life you've been living, for you to repent. That, that's why. Everybody understand? No, I, I don't believe that hypocrites are just automatically sentenced to hell. I, I, you have to make a choice to stay there. And today is your day to come out of that. The sixth chapter of the book of Matthew. We're going to start reading at verse 1. says, take heed that ye do not your alms, alms before men to what? Be seen of them. Otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have what? Glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Everybody see that? 
So doing alms is talking about giving, doing something for somebody. Said, don't sound the trumpet like the hypocrites do. Let's go and keep reading. Verse 3, but when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret. You know, you have to have faith not to be a hypocrite. Let me show you why. It says, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee how? Openly. Everybody see that? The hypocrites don't believe that God is seeing what they do. So when they do something good, they have to sound the alarm. They have to let people know. Because I want my reward now. I want my pat on the back now. But it takes faith to believe that God sees what you're doing behind the scenes. Nobody saw David out there in the wilderness killing bears and lions. God saw it. And God rewarded him openly by giving him the head of Goliath. Everybody understand? Now that's God. When I was in the Navy, you know, that was the theme of my company. Speak softly, but carry a big stick. Speak softly. You know what I'm talking about when you're out in the world. Uh, that one that's going to get their backside whipped for them, that's the one talking the loudest. I ain't scared of nobody. Don't you point your finger in my face. My mom ain't dead. How many of you remember that? That nursery rhyme. No, it was them quiet ones. Everybody understand? Yeah, you crazy. I don't know what you got under your tongue. I'm not going to mess with you. You don't say nothing. But everybody knew that loud one? Yeah, he easy to whip. <laughs> everybody see so that's the hypocrite. Sound the alarm. And we, and we live in a hypocritical age. Now we got social media to sound the trumpet. Yeah, I, how many of you heard, seen those uh, story after story, you know? I was at this restaurant and I saw this old lady sitting by herself and I sat down and we talked and we took pictures together and now we best friends. Saw this homeless man out in the street. He was on his, he was about to commit suicide. And I gave him this quarter and that just changed his life. Here's the quarter, I got it framed for him and everything. Everybody understand? Yeah, we live in an age of hypocrisy. You speak softly, carry a big stick. Listen, I ain't got to tell you nothing about what I'm doing for people. Amen. Just come to my house and see the blessings. Everybody understand? Yeah, yeah, just that's supposed to be for all of us. God rewards people openly. Everybody understand? I believe that. Everybody understand? All right, so let's go ahead and keep reading. 
Verse 5, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets. Now let me make this clear. This is not saying it's against God's word for us to stand and pray or to pray openly. He said that they love doing that. It didn't say that God hated people standing in the synagogue or in the streets praying. He said, but they have a love for it. Why? That they may be seen of who? He says, verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is where? Where is God? And thy father, which seeth how? Shall reward thee how? Everybody see that? So you, you heard me share, I think, in, on Wednesday night about the dirt that we went and got for free. And when we were out there, I think when, uh, we were still out there about to get the dirt, uh, Brother Tanks asked me, Brother Bolton, did you pray about this? Did, you asked me when we were out there, didn't you? Brother Bolton, did you pray about this dirt? I said, Brother Tanks, I pray about everything. But I didn't have in my mind when we get out of here, me and these brothers, we're going to hold hands around this dirt and we're going to shake this earth. No show, sir. Just, yeah, dump it in the back of this truck, please. Everybody understand? <laughs> Why? Because God rewards openly what we pray about in secret. Everybody understand? I ain't got to pick this podium up and move it all over the place. To prove I'm a prayer warrior. <laughs> Everybody understand? Verse 7 But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their what? Much speaking. Everybody see that? Be ye not therefore, be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Now, let me explain to you what verse 7 is talking about. It says, be not like them, you know, because they think they'll be heard for their much speaking. In other words, using vain repetition. How many of you ever been, went out on a date with somebody who you had nothing in common with? Talk, you know, maybe was interested or whatever, talked on the phone, and you just had nothing in common. How many of you ever experienced that? How many of you ever had to, before you called them, had to come up with some stuff to talk about? Okay, well, so we ain't talked about shoes yet, so we can talk about shoes. I mean, everybody wears shoes. <laughs> this is where the vain repetition come in at. Everybody understand? You like crocodiles? Me too. I like them too. They good. Okay, so what about hair? You, you, your hair black, ain't it? Okay, yeah, it is black. Did we talk about crocodiles already? Oh, okay. Everybody understand? This is due to a lack of a relationship. And so when people use vain repetitions, it's because they don't have a relationship with God. Everybody understand? It's religion. 
is, is a lack of relationship disguised by religion. Everybody understand? Now, how many of you know when you got married or you found that special person that's in your life, you could talk to them about anything all day? All day. You might talk about some alligators, but that ain't going to be all you talk about. Everybody understand? You, just anything, whatever. So that's how it's supposed to be in our relationship with God. We are not to be getting on our knees praying to God and trying to come up with stuff to talk about. Everybody understand? As long as there's a devil out there, we got plenty to talk about. Lord, where's the devil at right now? Is he in my hometown? Everybody understand? Yeah, you got something to pray for. All right, verse 9 says, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Verse 14, for if ye forgive them their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. Everybody understand that. And I notice he took it a step further. For they disfigure their faces. Why? So that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. And they disfigure their faces. Everybody understand? How many of you know people just, sometimes folks just go over, just overboard. And don't touch me right now, brother. That, that spirit of God is on me. And don't. How many of you know somebody like that? I just don't, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't see you right now. I'm just seeing God. <laughs> they disfigure their faces. In other words, they put on. What is it all about? It's all about a show. Let's go and keep reading. Verse 17, but, but thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto who? Which is where? Now, that's the problem. God is too secret. You ain't, what is you going to tell these people? I've changed. God says, I ain't interested in broadcasting you. That pride that's got you want me to let people know you've changed. That's what's going to cause you to fall. So I'll be quiet. Everybody understand? As long as I know you've changed, that's good enough. Isn't that right? Ain't nobody else going to be standing on side of me judging you on judgment day. I'm the one you need to worry about. Everybody understand? Verse 18, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee how? Everybody see that? So we see in verse 2, the hypocrites want glory. In verse 5, they want to be seen. And verse 16, 
They want a certain appearance or reputation. Why do hypocrites want to do things in front of people or want to be seen in people in front of people a certain way? Because they know they don't have a relationship with God to begin with that will be rewarded. God's idea is this, that you spend time with him and do things in secret and people will know that you spent time with him or did things in secret by his rewarding of you. The sad part about living this hypocritical life is that these people who do all these religious acts for the purpose of acting, they never get rewarded by God. Everybody understand? If I am praying to God sincerely, Lord, please change my heart. Change me, Lord. Wouldn't God change me? But what would stop him from changing me? If my motives were wrong, if I wanted to be changed, if I wanted to, to appear to have changed, if I'm worried about what people think about me, if I just want people to know that I've changed, that would, by itself would keep God from changing me. Everybody understand? Hypocrites are loud about religion in public to make up for not living it in private. They are natural deceivers. In other words, they're living lies and they're proud because they think that they got people fooled. That's not God's will. Everybody understand? God does not want his people to be hypocrites. He wants us to be true to what we are, one way or the other, so that either he could help us out of what we're in, or he can maintain us from serving him, see. So you see the nature of the hypocrite. They do things, they have to public, publish what they're doing because they're really concerned about how they look in front of people. Everybody understand? Let's go, let's go now to the 24th chapter of the book of Matthew. And we're gonna start reading at verse 42. Let's back, we're going to be, let's back up to verse 40. It says, then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken, then the other left. Verse 41, two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. Everybody understand what he's talking about there? You have two people in the same place. 
But one I'm playing, the other one not. One of them is watchful and the other one isn't. Everybody understand when he says, when he says, what he means when he says, watch therefore. This is what he's saying. Watch so that the devil don't get you caught up during the week. You're not falling. He says, watch because you don't know what hour I'm coming. In other words, you ain't got time to be slipping back and then being reeled back in on Saturdays. Watch. Everybody understand. And hypocrites, they don't watch because they think they got people fooled. They watch the reactions of people when they're trying to act and put on, but they're not watching for the devil. Hypocrites are always falling into the same trap over and over and over again because they're not true to live in this word to begin with. Everybody understand? Let me, let me just share something with you. You know why? One reason why you fall for the same stuff over and over again? Because you believe what you're falling for. Your mind, you're going to fall for whatever your mind hasn't changed about. Everybody understand? That, that's the difference. If you don't believe it, you're not going to live it. Everybody understand? I know you some coming up saying, Brother Bona, you know, I didn't, I, I fell for it again. Because you didn't believe, that's why. Everybody understand? You, you live what you, what you believe. That, everybody, what you living out shows you what's in your heart. Does everybody understand? I don't care you say it with your mouth or even with your brain about what you believe in something. If you're not living it, it shows that you don't believe it. Everybody understand? All right, let's go ahead and keep reading verse 43. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Does everybody understand what he means when he say that? He's talking about death. Does everybody understand? He's talking about death. He's not talking about his second coming where the whole world is going to end. He's talking about when he comes for you. He'll come in an hour that you think not. And listen, it ain't that he's trying to be tricky about it. He ain't sitting back waiting on you to mess up and then he's going to hurry up and come and send the reapers and gather you up. You were born with an appointed time to die and you don't know that time. And God's not going to prolong it until you decide to get right. That's what he's saying. Everybody understand? You were born with an appointed time to leave here. So if, if it's in your mind to play around, I'm going to just shuck and jive with people and just pretend to be who, who they want me to be for the time being, it's going to catch you off guard because you're not being watchful. You think you got all the time in the world to change. Everybody understand? I was thinking, I, I made 45 the other day. I thought, now what if, you know, what if I live to be 90? How many of you know what age you're going to leave here if the Lord tarry? What if the Lord told you, you got 50 years left? What would you think? 50 years? That ain't fair. Now I want you to think about it. If the Lord told you you had 100 years left, it still wouldn't be fair. 
but he's coming nonetheless. Everybody understand? So I'm saying if he told you you had 100 years left, what would you do in life? Our Lord, I'm going to dedicate this next 100 years to you? No, 99 of it is going to be mine. You can have the last year. And I'm, I'm saying that to say this is the mindset of people who live in hypocrisy. I got my whole life to live for you. I got, my, I got tomorrow. You know, that was a song that the Winding Brothers sung when I was a little boy. It was called Tomorrow. How many of you heard that song? Remember that song? I promise you tomorrow. In other words, that's the, that's the line of the hypocrite. I, I'll get right tomorrow. I'll do better tomorrow. That's what the song was about. But, you know, tomorrow's not promised. Everybody understand? And even if God had told you at one time, you, you're going to live till you're 80 years old, you, he can change his mind whenever you feel like it. Yeah, because what he didn't say was, you're going to turn 80 in hell. <laughs> Everybody understand? I didn't tell you where you were going to spend it at. Everybody understand? Yeah, that's to wake us up. Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 44, Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh, who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made rule over his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Everybody understand? In other words, doing what they're supposed to do at all times. Everybody understand? Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord, what does he do? Delayeth his coming. Everybody see that? Now, this shows you the mindset of people. I got all the time in the world. I got at least to tomorrow to get it right. People who don't live like they live in time, they do what the Lord's talking, talking about here next. Verse 49, And shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken. Everybody see that? You may, may wonder, what does this have to do with hypocrites? Hypocrites, because they are actors, they have fooled themselves into thinking they're in a place where they're not. And they tend to look down on people who, who are not in a place that they're pretending to be. Does everybody understand? Yeah, that's what hypocrites, so they, in other words, they just naturally mistreat people. They naturally look down on people because they fool themselves into thinking, I, I really am the joker. Everybody understand? They, so they get loose. That's the reason why they fall all the time. That's the reason why they repeat the same patterns all the time, all the time, week after week, same stuff over and over and over again, because they're not really living it and not really convinced that they should. Everybody understand? Let's go and keep reading. Verse 50, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him. Everybody understand? So let's just bring this down to earth. What happens when you were a child and your parents were gone and you were doing something that 
you knew you shouldn't have been doing? Did you stay in your room doing it? No. What you were doing? You were running to the window to see if the car had pulled up yet. Then you go back and do some more, and then you run back to the window to see if the car had pulled up yet. And then you run back and do whatever it was you were doing. That's the life of a hypocrite. That's that double life. Everybody understand? That's the reason why the Lord said here, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when what? He looketh not for him. Okay, Saturday. I know God's about to come down and preach, so let me get it right. So you're looking for him on Saturday and Sunday. But Monday, I'm right back to the devil I was. I'm back. Okay, Friday. Let's hey, husband. Let's sit down and pray. Let's sit down. Can we pray? I'm, I'm trying to get right with the Lord. Saturday, I got my breakthrough. Sunday, I got my breakthrough. Monday, I don't. I don't go along with that. What you saying? I don't believe that at all. Friday, let's make up. Let's okay. We've been arguing all week, but I'm tired of this devil. Let's pray over me and make up. Everybody understand? <laughs> you see the pattern there? You know God's coming on the weekend. <laughs> but he ain't nowhere around Monday through Thursday. Everybody understand? And the Lord says, I'm coming in a day where you're not looking for me. And he's not talking about to take inventory. He's talking about, I'm coming for your life. You live like that, I'm going to come in a day where you're not expecting me. Everybody understand? Because that's the deception. The, the deception of the hypocrite is, I even got God fooled. Yeah, he fooled. He don't know any better. Everybody see. Hmm. Now, another thing we want to share about this hypocrite is they are natural. Now, everybody hear me plainly and clearly. Hypocrites are naturally procrastinators. They're going to wait to the last minute. Everybody understand? They're naturally so. Everybody understand? They're going to wait. They don't, if they don't want to do something, it's going to be the last minute. They're naturally procrastinators. Everybody, can everybody see that in these scriptures here that we're reading? Now, verse 51 is about to blow your mind. This is a revelation from God, even though it's really plain, really, really plain. Last night when I was reading this, the Lord showed me it's very, very plain, but it's going to blow your mind. Let's read it. Verse 51. Let's read verse. Let's start back at verse 50. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him and in an hour that he is not aware of. And shall cut him, what? Asunder, and appoint him his portion with who? Why? Because he is a hypocrite. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What is the Lord talking about? Death. He's talking about the second death. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. In other words, you, you've been cast into the lake of fire. But let's revert. Well, let's read the beginning of that. And shall cut him asunder. What does that mean? Cut him in half. And then I'm going to appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. 
in hell. People who are cannibals on this side, they eat their own flesh there. In hell, people who are fornicators. Whatever you had a taste for on this side, that's what you get there. You're going to have all kinds of demons. You like to sleep around here? You're going to have demons over there sleeping with you. In hell, hypocrites like to play the role of two different people. In the, on this side, two different people. During the week, I'm the devil. On the weekend when we meet, I'm godly. On this side. So God, in his wisdom, gave the revelation of this scripture. If you like being two different people here, as a hypocrite, there, I'm going to cut you in half. I'm going to make you two different people there. You're going to be getting twice the punishment. Does everybody understand what he said there? Does everybody understand that for real? Hypocrites are going to have two bodies there. Does everybody understand? The one of them out in the world blaspheming, that other body is going to be pretending. Both of them in fire. You want to play two parts here? You, you, you get that over there as well. Does everybody see that plainly? Let's read that again just in case the devil talk you out of it. And shall cut him what? Asunder. In other words, in two. And then do what? And then upon him. His portion. Does everybody see what that's saying there? Not cut him in asunder and then he just dropped dead. Hypocrites. When they stand before God, he, God does exactly what his word says he was going to do. I'm going to cut them in half. I'm going to give them two bodies to suffer in for an eternity. Does everybody see that? Oh, yeah. It's, it's plain, isn't it? You want to pretend here? I'll pretend with you. Just don't come before me pretending. Don't stand before me on judgment day still being two different people. Because I'm going to show you exactly what you look like. I'm going to divide you. I'm going to cut you in half. You're going to have two different bodies. Two heads, four arms, four legs. You're going to be a complete person in two different individuals. You're going to receive double. Everybody understand? I'm going to appoint you your portion with the hypocrites. In other words, that's what hypocrites get. You get split in two or three or how many ever roles you were playing. You wanted to pretend from, to, you know there are people in, in hell preaching. There are people there pretending to be belong to God. They're doing all of that. They, whatever, whatever it was they were doing here, they're doing it over there as well. Everybody understand? Does everybody understand why he's doing that? 
you, if you were pretending to be two different people here, when you stand before God, it's going to be, and everybody's going to know that. They're going to see you in two different places. They're going to see two of you. The one religious, the one worldly. Both of them in hell. Everybody understand? No, I'm not. I, no, I didn't get scared when I read that scripture. I wasn't scared at all. That ain't me. Well, you need to ask yourself, Lord, is that me, though? Everybody understand? Now, how many of you read that scripture before? I would put, cut him in. How many of you knew what that meant? But you know, isn't it plain now, though? I'm going to cut him in two and then, and then appoint him his portion. Isn't that plain? That shows you no matter how much education we got, no matter how many good books we've read, it takes God to open up his word. He'll hide it from us, see. My prayer is that this will make us want to get right. Everybody understand? If we've been living that life of hypocrisy, that we will make up our minds, Lord, I'm not doing that no more. I'm, I'm going to live for you with my whole heart. Everybody understand? And, it, and it's, it, it, it's really up to you. Ain't nobody going to hell because somebody else made them. Let's live for God for real. I'm, I know. I'm telling you, if I'm preaching in here today, there's a hypocrite in here today. Everybody understand? There's somebody that's been playing. There's somebody that's been acting. And God is trying to tell you, this is your portion. If you don't stop acting and playing, when you stand before me, I'm going to cut you in half and send both of you to hell. Is, I, I pray that every time we are tempted, because listen, a hypocrite is not sincere. That, that, that's, that's at the bottom of their soul, insincerity. Everybody understand? Yeah, no, they're not sincere. It, you know, you know why God could use Paul? Because he was sincere. Even when he was living for the devil, he was sincere. He didn't know any better. He really thought he was doing God's will. But he was sincere in what he was doing. Everybody understand? So when God came to him and made himself plain to him, Paul asked, well, Lord, what would you have me to do? I'm going to sincerely serve you. But the hypocrite... See, Paul's conversion was this short. Who are you, Lord? Okay, so now that I know who you are, what do you want me to do? That settled it. That, that settled it. When somebody's sincere, their conversion, is, their conversion is, this, is this short. When they're not sincere, it's as long as their life. God's not done working with me yet. You know, my, my childhood is it's bothering me. I, it's, it's hard for me to love people. It's hard for me to trust people. What's the magic pill? Everybody understand? When are you going to stop making excuses and just do what this Bible say do? Everybody understand? It's, it's not something that you, God don't have to take you through some long process. You can just make up your mind to trust God and do what he tells you to do. Everybody understand? 
Yeah, but when you're a hypocrite, it's, oh, I need time. I need time. Let me think about it. Okay, I thought about it. I'm, I'm going to live for God, but, you know, I'm, I'm hurt. I need to get over that hurt. What y'all going to do to help me to heal? Y'all need to show me love. Everybody see? Did Paul go through all that? No, not none of that. He didn't throw anybody else in jail when God saved him. Everybody understand? Yeah, he didn't throw anybody else in jail. Everybody see? The Lord don't want us to be a hypocrite. And if, if, by definition, if we know that we've been living a hypocritical life, we need to repent before God. Does everybody understand? We need to repent before God and make it right. Because God's coming back. And I'm not talking about for all of us at the same time. Whatever, whatever day he's appointed for you to leave here, he, that's when he's coming back for you. Everybody, no, you ain't got to be looking for the end of the world. Your, your life has a, has, a, has a time stamped on it. Everybody see. That's what God wants us to know. Let's not be hypocrites. Let's be sincere with our walk with the Lord every day, not just on the weekends, but every single day. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this message that you've spoken to us today. And Lord, we pray that it didn't fall on deaf ears, that your people have heard what you had to say. Lord, and we ask that you will help them, Lord. I pray that you will prick their hearts to make up their minds to live for you. Lord, I pray that they could hear the love in your tone and trying to reach out to them to stop them from walking into that fire, Lord. I pray that you will remove the offense and that you will help them, Lord, to see it's your love that causes you to preach, that causes you to speak about the things that the enemy has for them. And God, I pray that you will touch their hearts. Put a new heart in them, Lord. I pray, Lord, that the change will take place in their life. That it will become evident, Lord, by their lifestyle and their conversation. God, I pray that we take this message serious. That every time the devil tempts us to act or to try out for a role, that you will remind us, Lord, of this message that we've heard today. Help us, Lord, to be who you've called us to be, Lord. No acting involved, but it's something that's on the inside of us by your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. If that's all now, we'll be dismissed. We'll meet up late if the Lord say the same. We'll be dismissed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.